side of the moon? That's a funny question, but, well, if you haven't wondered, you might like to know that nobody's ever seen the other side. You see, the moon revolves around the earth, but as it does, it always keeps the same half toward us, and this gives rise to some pretty important questions. For instance, what's the other side of the moon like? We know what one side is like, we see it through telescopes, but how about the other side? Are there mountains there and craters, or is it flat? Is there any life on the other side of the moon? Well, scientists are almost positive that there's no life there, but for knowledge of what it's really like, I guess they're going to have to wait until somebody sends up a rocket with a camera in it to circle the moon and photograph the other side. What a wonderful day that'll be when you get a rocket like that. Well, until that day, the secret of the moon will be kept. We'll never know what the other side is like. A secret about something we see every night and yet which remains a mystery. It's a mystery because we just don't know what's on the other side. And now, Dick Tracy. Yesterday, Tracy and Patton stopped at a large warehouse fire to see if they could be of any help. The building that was in the process of being destroyed was owned by a firm of hardware jobbers known as the Black Marquette Corporation. This company, a shadily run outfit dealing in goods disposed of through illegal channels, had been faced with a federal investigation. And unknown to Tracy, they had decided to have the warehouse burned down to destroy any incriminating evidence. The burning itself was carried out by a gang of professional arsonists headed by a sinister character known as the Moth. However, during the burning, somebody apparently died as a body was found in the wreckage. So now the next day, Tracy and Patton are going over the still-smoking ruins with Fire Chief Kelly. Have you come across anything unusual in your investigation, Chief Kelly? No, nothing yet, Tracy. Uh, I don't see how you can hope to find anything of interest here. There's hardly anything left to investigate. Yeah, the place is a total loss, all right. There's nothing left. Not even a sign of any merchandise in the warehouse. Uh, would it have been logical for all the merchandise to have burned up, Chief? Uh, almost anything could have burned up or melted if the fire was hot enough. Then I might add that this fire was certainly hot enough. In fact, that's one of the things that worries me about the whole thing. Well, fires are usually hot, Chief. Yes, I know, but it takes time for them to make that much headway. This building, you see, was equipped with a regulation sprinkler system. It was checked recently and found to be in good order. But sprinkling systems by themselves don't always put out fires, do they, Chief? No, very seldom, but they do retard the fire and create a lot of smoke which causes it to be discovered sooner than otherwise. And yet no one saw this fire until it was completely out of control. Huh? And that's exactly my point, Tracy. Why? And don't forget there was a night watchman in the building. Why didn't he discover it? Oh, yes, yes, him. I meant to ask you about him. Was that poor fellow that we found in the records really the night watchman? Well, according to the coroner's report, he was. Identification was difficult, though, as was the exact cause of death, Chief. Well, he probably faded from smoke poisoning and was later pinned under from fallen timber. You know, the floors apparently fell in pretty quick. Yeah, but why didn't you have time to turn in some kind of an alarm? At least hollered. <laughs> you tell me. Uh, Chief Kelly, did I understand you to say last night that there had been several similar fires the last two weeks? That's right. Two warehouses and a packing plant were completely destroyed by fires that had gotten out of control before being discovered. I see. 
Uh, Chief, do you mind if Patton and I poke around in the ashes here a while? No, no, not at all, Grayson. If you have any questions about anything you find, I'll try to answer them. All right, thanks, Chief. In the meantime, I think I'll wander over and see Lieutenant Giles. See if he turned up anything. Hey, Mike! Mike! <clears throat> Dick, you're up to something. Hey, Patrick, what makes you think of such a thing? I can always tell when those wheels inside your head begin to spin. All right, Pat, here it is, but it's not much more than a half-formed suspicion yet. Now, listen... In the first place, after what Chief Kelly said about his suspicions last night, I took the trouble of checking on the Black Marquette Corporation, which owned this building. Come on. It seems they were suspected of dealing in under-the-counter building materials. But the important point is, they were about to be faced with a federal investigation of their business methods. And so you think they might have burned the building down to have destroyed any incriminating evidence? That's more than a possibility, Pat. Yeah, but my stars, Dick, if that night watchman died in a fire that was deliberately set, that would make it murder. That's just exactly what it would be, Pat. In fact, it was that angle that prompted me to look into the records of the Black Marquette Corporation. Yeah, but Tracy, supposing that hey, something... Tracy! Tracy, Pat! Will you come over here a minute? Oh, sure, Chief. What's up? Hey, Tracy. I think we found exactly what we're looking for. Oh, what is it, Chief? Well, you see that pipe there? I mean, the one with the plug in it? Yes. Well, the point is, there shouldn't be a plug in it. That's the pipe that fed water to the main sprinkler system. Well, well. Yeah, now look. Someone sawed off the pipe, sawed it in half, and hammered this wooden block into it. Yeah, but wouldn't anyone figure that something as simple as this would be discovered? No, because actually it shouldn't have been discovered. You see, 99 times out of 100, the heat of the fire would have burned up the wooden plug and allowed the water to run out when it was too late to do any good. I'd be more than a little interested to know what the night watchman was doing while this, all this was going on. Yeah, and you know, I've been thinking the very same thing, Tracy. You know, you may have more of a case on your hands than you bargained for. I'm afraid you're right there, Chief. Tell me, from your experience, would you say that this was the work of an expert? Very definitely, yes. I see. Well, Pat, it looks like you and I had better get down to headquarters and do a quick checkup on all the known arsonists in town. Uh, so long, Chief. Keep me informed on anything new you find. All right, Tracy. So long. Uh... Yeah, but Dick, I thought you suspected the owners themselves had burned the building down. Pat, you remember that Chief Kelly said that there had been several other such fires lately? Mm, seems to me I do, yes. Well, I'm beginning to wonder if there isn't somebody in this town who's in the business of burning down buildings. Oh, but Dick, how would any such person know when anyone wanted a building burned down? That's only one of about a dozen things I can't answer right now, Pat. But I certainly intend to find out. We're going down to headquarters and look into every possible... Oh, use your head... Telling the watchman was really awfully stupid. Flash. But like I told you, Mort, it couldn't be helped. We had his routine all checked, and according to the time, he should have been on the fifth floor. But the dope must have forgot something, and he comes stumbling back into the cellar just when we were sawing the pipe. Most unfortunate. And uh, how did you dispose of him? I trust nobody was thoughtless enough to shoot him. No, we didn't want to leave no bullet holes. Bernie tapped him with his sandbag. The fire did the rest. Well, I suppose that was making the best of an unfortunate situation, but this is the sort of mistake that could get us all into a lot of serious trouble. You know, Moth, I never can figure you. You wouldn't mind burning up a whole house full of people, but you don't like to sap a guy on the conk while you're doing it. Might I inquire how come? Of course you may inquire how come, as you put in, but I doubt if you'll understand it. Try me. The business of setting fires flash is a highly skilled and time-honored profession. It requires skill, imagination, 
artistry. And it is not to be confused with so gross a pastime as murder. Here, here. Huh? Flame, where'd you come from? But a way to greet me when I was about to compliment you on your scholarly dissertation. Cut it out. No, I really mean it. You grow positively lyrical on the subject of fire, like to the lark at break of day assembly. Hey, what's she trying to do, boss? Give you the bird? <laughs> That's wonderful, Flash. I didn't know you had it in you. What do you mean? Did I say something funny? No. Uh, look, Flame, Flash and I were having a business conversation. I know. I just happened accidentally to overhear it. It's too bad the night watchman had to be, quote, sapped on the conk, unquote. It's really too bad. Uh, what, uh, what do you mean? I begin to detect the presence in this room of an unnecessary party. A fifth wheel, as it were. Flash, would you kindly blow? Now, look here. I don't take no orders from dames. Oh. Well, in that case, we can discuss what I have to say tomorrow. Of course, it'll be much too late by then, but surely the moth won't mind. All right, Flash. I'll see you later. Sure, moth, sure. If you want it that way. Your dame comes in and i got to start taking orders. You know, Flame, someday you're going to go too far. Really? And then I suppose you'll have Flash sap me on the conch. I might even do it myself. You have no idea how you terrify me. In fact, I'd go running to the police for protection if it weren't for two reasons. Which are? A, they'd probably put me in jail. B, you know, and I know, that you wouldn't dare do anything to me. <laughs> Must be wonderful to be so sure of oneself. It is. I am continually comforted in the knowledge that I'm the only member of your organization you couldn't possibly get along without. Cigarette? Hmm. No, thanks. What did you want to talk to me about? That's better. Blackmar is pretty upset about the death of his night watchman in the fire. How do you know? I contrived to be invited to a little shindig that I knew Mr. Blackmar was attending. I knew there would be a lot of sympathetic questions asked him regarding the fire. Oh? There were. But the thing which was uppermost in Blackmar's mind and to which he kept returning was the unfortunate death of his night watchman. Well, it's easy enough to see what he's thinking of, of course. And if it's ever discovered that the fire was not accidental, he could be mixed up in a murder investigation. You don't think he has any idea that the watchman's death wasn't accidental? I doubt it. He's not very smart. And I noticed that. Uh, by the way, did you hear anything about his partner, Ket? But of course. Hepburn Ket is on a fishing trip somewhere in the West Indies. I guess Blackmar told the truth then. About what? That he was playing a lone hand when he hired us to burn down the warehouse. It looks that way. The flame? I think I'm going to have a little job for you tonight. In a moment, we'll return to Dick Tracy. But first... Say, Tracy fans, do you want to hear a really pleasant show tomorrow night? Well, listen to the tales of Willie Piper. It moves along so smoothly and delightfully that you'll be surprised to find yourself completely absorbed in the story, not aware that your face is covered with a broad smile. Thirty minutes pass just like that. 
You're left with a mellow, contented feeling. The hero of the show is Willie Piper, a well-intentioned youth who blunders his way through the darndest predicaments. He's married to a wonderful girl, and together they live in one half of a two-family house in a New England town. They live there with Willie's father-in-law, whose attitude is, quote, Oh, you youngsters, just go ahead and do what you want. Pretend I'm not here, end quote. But he is there, and there's no mistaking it. And if ever you need a good example of three making a crowd, just think of Willie's father-in-law. Treat yourself to some wholesome chuckles. Listen to the whimsical Willie Piper show, and it's heard tomorrow night on most of these ABC stations. And don't miss those other great shows. ABC has lined up for your entertainment every Wednesday night. The Paul Whiteman Show, The Pot of Gold, Bing Crosby, and The Henry Morgan Show. Now back to Dick Tracy. Well, that completes the list of the known arsonists in town, and a sorry looking through the eye, too. Patrick, I think we're on the wrong track. What we should be doing is investigating the owners of the Black Marquette Corporation and finding out if they have any known underworld connections. And indeed, there are underworld connections. But will it be possible to uncover them? Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for the adventures of Dick Tracy, produced by Charles Powers. This is George Gunn speaking. Well, we've been doing a lot of gabbing recently about a Wednesday night show on ABC, a show you've probably heard many times, The Bing Crosby Show. But I wonder if you and your folks stay tuned to ABC on Wednesday nights for something new in the radio world. Henry Morgan and his zany, funny program. Not exactly trying to compare Crosby and Morgan. Guess you couldn't do that very well because their respective personalities and abilities are quite different, almost as different as their respective shows. But both guys and both shows are tops. Find out for yourself tomorrow night. Crosby and Morgan, Bing and Henry on most of these ABC stations. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. <laughs> 